seems You made me this way You made me partake You stood and clapped As it pushed me to break You made me this way You cheered as I died Just a little bit Every day Imagination Rabbit, <clears throat> episode number two of our new podcast, Listening, Listen by, Listening to by, what's the proper uh, grammar, that's listened to with no listeners, with five listeners, that's right. I've been doing this for 20 plus years. I'm a very important person. I can demand five listeners on my podcast, that's right. That's fucking right. Um, so yeah, uh, we got a Discord for Imagination Rabbit, the world's smallest animated feature film, game, interactive music, and literature studio in the world. <clears throat> and on that um, Discord, you can ask questions. There's a podcast uh, questions channel. So I'm going to go through those. I'm going to talk about some stuff. Um, my dude, One Card Pony. In the Discord says, uh, I want to hear you talk more about crypto and the te technical aspects of creating stuff. Um, but definitely crypto, because you have a perspective I don't really see anywhere else. Um, someone, a scar muse, my dude in Mexico, says cryptocurrency all the way. Did it do okay? Uh, let me see. Questions. What are the questions? Because <clears throat> I'm going to be talking to myself uh, with these questions. Let's see. Um, doo -doo -doo. A lot of people buy crypto now through a bank. I suspect that defeats the purpose. So that's what One Card Pony says. So, yes, you are correct, sir. So when you buy crypto through a centralized exchange or a SEX, I think that's what they call it, C-E-X, yeah, it kind of defeats the purpose a little bit because you have to in the in the United States of duh America you have to hold up your ID take a photo put all your information in blah 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 so you're all tracked <clears throat> and then when you keep your funds on a six if you're paying attention to what's going on in Canada right now um they're freezing people's bank accounts freezing their funds <clears throat> taking their funds I don't know what the fuck they're doing and they're also doing it to crypto exchanges so sex is centralized exchanges are, are banks. So that's not really your money. Uh, they can freeze it. They can seize it. They can do whatever they want. So yeah, that kind of defeats that defeats the purpose of crypto. So uh, one of the main reasons Satoshi Nakamoto created Bitcoin and the blockchain was, if you know, in one of the first Bitcoin blocks, he embedded a, an article. Uh, that was about the bank bailouts. So it's kind of like this message to like, hey, uh, I'm making this thing to prevent this thing, this terrible thing that happened in 2008 from happening again. And that was the bank bailouts and all this other stuff. <clears throat> but to go further, it's also something that gives you your own personal financial sovereignty. So if you don't know what that sovereignty word means, look that shit up, man. It's very important. And... You know, most people don't understand that. It's like when you don't have sovereignty, when you don't have sovereignty over your body, over your finances, then you're just 
trusting some centralized authority. You're just trusting your government. You're just trusting something to be nice to you and not abuse that power. And, you know, there's a lot of cryptoism going on where people just hate crypto and they don't even know why. Because something on the TV or someone on the screen or some Twitter account was like, crypto's boiling the oceans. It's literally destroying the fucking universe. Um, and they don't know why, like if you argue with these people in real life. So when I'm talking <clears throat> on this podcast and I say argue, like I argue with people, I'm not talking about the internet. I don't argue with anyone on the internet because it's pointless. I argue with people in real life. And when you argue in people in real life, most of these people about things like this, they don't even know what they're talking about. Like, they'll throw out, you know, their headlines. But it's doing this, it's doing that, whatever it may be. But when you go at them with your own opinion and your data and stuff like that, they really, it's just backed by nothing. They're just like, but I want to believe it. Um, so, yeah, so the whole thing is just like, if you don't have your own personal financial sovereignty, crypto's the only way that allows that. What do you have? Then you're just trusting your government. You're trusting these systems. You're trusting these fucking evil people. And you should not be trusting them. Pay attention to Canada. Freezing your funds, seizing your funds for whatever reason now. But, you know, that sets a precedent because then the reasons expand. It's just like when people started getting banned on the internet for their speech. And not, quote, illegal speech, just like speech that people didn't like, you know, and it started with super extreme websites and then it got like, it went lower and lower and lower until it's like sort of normal people like Joe Rogan, you know, is under the threat of the ban hammer and it's like, hey, wait, you know. So anyway, um, long story short, TLDR, uh, crypto is the only way to have financial sovereignty today. And if you don't understand why you need that, um, you just can't see the walls of the financial prison that's around you. So talk to someone from Venezuela, a country that's under heavy sanctions, someone in Iran maybe. Um, talk to those trucker dudes in Canada that people are trying to help by sending funds with their banks and PayPal and Zelle and all that shit, and it's frozen. Their centralized crypto exchange funds are frozen. Um, so yeah, you need true crypto. So when you buy it with a bank, yeah, when you, when you buy it through a sex, it's like a bank and you leave it in there, you don't really control it. There's a meme in Bitcoin, not your keys, not your Bitcoin. So that just means send it out to a wallet that is not centralized that you control. And then you have your own uh, personal financial sovereignty. So that's just a little thing about that. Um, I had a friend I was talking to today who gets disturbed by people that are like, crypto's bad, it's evil, it's a scam, blood. I'm like, dude, <clears throat> you already made your decision, so just stick with it. Um, and people, I mean, on the internet are just gonna talk and chatter. So for usually it's for money. So you know, people say controversial things for money on YouTube or wherever, because they do um they get paid through ads. I don't have ads on anything, I'm not getting paid for any of this shit, so I'm not gonna say stuff. Just to say it because I think it's going to get your attention because I want money from you. No, I'm not making any money from you or any of this stuff. So I'm just talking, man. Um, tips for telling what is a scam is always nice, <clears throat> says One Card Pony. Okay, well, I'm just some guy. I'm just some movie director, animator, a game developer, programmer, a musician, a writer. 
but yeah, scam scam stuff is pretty easy to see. So if any project, you go on a website, you go on a Twitter page, you go wherever, if all the big fucking text, <clears throat> if everything is focused on money, if it's talking about market cap, if it's talking about billions, if it's talking about making money and how much money it's going to make, if it's FOMOing you, you know, if you're feeling the FOMO, if it's focused on money and profits and not technology, um, that it's probably a scam. And if people, you know, I, I don't think you should probably be watching any YouTube crypto influencers like they're all full of shit and they're just misleading you um, for profit. You know, they fucking create coins or whatever, buy a bunch and dump it on their followers and get rich and walk away. One of those motherfuckers is going to get this year. I put it in my 2022 predictions that I'm not going to publish until the end of the year to see how many came true. Um, but uh, yeah, scams, it's just about money. So if it's like, um, you know, you see that scammy marketing, it's like, it's going to be a 800 trillion market cap. Get in now, because if you don't, you're going to miss out, you know, the FOMO. So yeah, money, if it's focused on money and profits instead of technology, that's a big scam thing. And then if there's just shit loads of people shilling it, like if you go somewhere and leave a comment or something, and then 50 people like that are part of that yeah it's going to the moon ah blah 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 or like oh then it's like hey i don't know man um so yeah but that's just my thing with scams it's just if it's focused on money and not the tech um one car pony says the social conditioning is strong man yes it is and i think that relates to a term that one card pony introduced me to which is parasocial and what he said that was is just like how people watching YouTubers, PewDiePie, podcasts, or whatever, <clears throat> they feel like those are their friends and they're hanging out with them, but they're not. And then those people capitalize on that to make money from you, to sell you shit. And I'm not immune, you know, like, I'm working alone on my computer for long hours, and, you know, there's days that I don't talk to people, besides my wife, and... Like, you know, I want to, like, watch a podcast where it's, like, people talking because then I feel like I'm hanging out with them, right? I know I'm not, but, you know, it feels like you are, right? Um, so, yeah, scammers and all those influencer people take advantage of that parasocial thing. And, I, I mean, the most transparent one for me was PewDiePie, his whole bro thing. Hey, bro, we're bros. Bro, bro, bro. And it's like, no, you're not his fucking bro. He's just making money off you. It's just a lie. Um, let's see. Uh, so yeah, yeah. With crypto, you can still buy it peer to peer. If you go on the internet, people are like, use BISC, but that pretty much sucks. Um, what you need to do if you want to do it like true crypto, you need to quote, know a guy. You need to know a guy, like someone that's going to sell it to you for, um, whatever, for barter, for gold bars, for, uh, 1980 Ford Pintos. No, no one would sell crypto for that. But yeah, there's ways. Um, way back when there was this site called Local Bitcoins, and you could arrange to meet up with someone and buy crypto in person. But I think that is all locked up now. And also, but you know what? It like was a thing like Meetup.com, which I think sucks now because you have to pay to even like go to meetups before. You only had to pay to start a meetup. But anyway, there would be like crypto meetups and then you could buy stuff from people there. Um, so yeah, peer-to-peer, -peer you can do it. And then you're like, all the way, decentralized, I guess. 
So um, let's look at the questions so I can uh, answer something. I'm going to take a drink of beer. By the way, it's 3.34 a.m. on February 17th, 2022. I, uh, what did I do today? I played basketball. There's this 11-year-old kid who goes down there all the time. And I play basketball with him. Or he just wants to do basketball drills. So I just get his rebound and throw him balls and stuff. <clears throat> and then, and then, I was working on updating Nightmare Puppeteer. I added nude mode to it. Like, <laughs> mostly just because I added a console. So you can bring up a console and type commands in. And I don't know why, I just remembered, like, one of the first console things I saw... Because I wasn't playing um, computer games in the 90s. I had like a PlayStation. <clears throat> and I remember it was like the first Resident Evil or the first Tomb Raider or something. And I got some magazine or something. It's like nude mode. And then it was like funny because like nude mode with those fucking low poly models. It's like, what are you looking at anyway? So I was like, I'm going to put nude mode in Nightmare Puppeteer. So I added it. It's not on Steam yet. But the funny thing for me is that like most of the characters clothes is part of their like main mesh. So when you take the clothes off or make them invisible, there's nothing underneath. So they just have arms and legs. So yeah, that's what I did. Um, but and then I was adding MIDI input support to with uh, help from my friend Tony in Funland. That's Finland. Um, so let's see questions. Uh, Scar Muse says, um, <clears throat> how do you get organized while making your films? Any bad habits? you had or think to crush people um so if you want to know more about that i have a lot of videos i think on my youtube on imagination rabbit and also if you go to mdollmovie.com there should be a link to the making of wiki for that movie <clears throat> and i document a bunch of stuff there so you can go read about that but tldr i'm all about pre-production planning things out testing prototyping so don't make any assumptions um, don't save any complex, complex things, uh, that are untested in your film. For example, if you have like a scene at the end that you want this cool lightning effect, don't wait till you actually get to making that scene to try to develop the lightning effect. Do it from the beginning, like work all that stuff out. So then when you're actually in production, like you're just dropping things in, <clears throat> treat it like a live action movie. So, you know. You would cast your actors ahead of time. You would go scout your locations, you know, have people build them out. And then you just go shoot. You're not like building while you're shooting. So if you're making animated films, which I know Scar Muse is, yeah, you want to treat it like live action. He also says, do you believe there are strange places in nature that affect people's minds and get more creative? Um, electromagnetic fields. Uh, I don't know, but I, I believe that big cities like I live in and, um have all kinds of just fucking noise like acoustic noise electromagnetic noise fucking people whatever energy noise so i know going out to nature i try to do that as often as i can um kind of you know allows you to get more in touch with your thoughts and you know i would take a sketchbook go out with no technology if you just want to listen to music maybe you need technology for that but maybe nothing and just go try to empty your brain out and that's been a big part of my creative career. So I've said it a million times, but if you didn't know, I don't have a phone. I've never had a phone. So when I go walk around or go out places, I don't have any technology. Um, I just take a, take a sketchbook. I use these engineering notebooks from this company called Vela, V-E-L-A. 
So I always have my sketchbook and a pen. So I'll go out into nature, go to the beach or whatever, walk, and then just sit and write ideas. Um, and that's been very helpful to me. Um, do, 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 do. Let's see. Ambrosia says, what's the extent of your relationship with magic and the occult? You mentioned your belief in the past, but I'm interested to know what your practice, blah, blah. I messed up my fucking evil voice. But I'm interested to know what your practice consists of today. I messed that up too. Sorry. Um, so back when I was a young man, just got out of college, I was reading a bunch of stuff. Actually, when I was in college, um, I was reading a bunch of conspiracy books. Behold the Pale Horse was one of my favorite ones. The Matrix 2, 3, Volume 1, um, Volume 2 was the abduction and manipulation of humans using advanced technology. And Matrix 3, Volume 1 was the psychosocial, chemical, and electromagnetic manipulation of human consciousness. And those were like a thousand page books. That's what I was doing. No, I actually read those when I was like 16. And then I got into, I liked Rudolf Steiner a lot. I know someone asked a question about Rudolf Steiner. Um, Rudolf Steiner's book, uh, The Arts and Their Mission, was a very important book for me because it got me to take art seriously. Like it's a serious thing in the world and you should take it seriously. And then Aleister Crowley, I got Magic and Theory and Practice in book four. And I found both of those pretty useful. I was doing a lot of heavy meditation when I was in my early 20s. In book four by Aleister Crowley really helps you with that, like just knowing that meditation is pain and you just have to get through it. And and then um, so when I got into that stuff, I wasn't like, I want to learn how to do spells and make people love me or get rich. I just was like curious, you know, and then the stuff that I really found interesting in magic, like I just took magic as the manipulation of your will and learning how to manipulate your will. And finding your true path. So I didn't get into that, like, do what thou wilt shall be the whole of the law. Like, that means I can just, you know, uh, do evil things and drink adrenochrome or whatever. Which I know a lot of people do. But I'm not a Freemason. So I don't. Um, but yeah, I just found the magical theorems useful into just, like, being honest and finding your true path and doing your true will. So it would be like, for me... It's creativity, making films, doing this stuff. And so, yeah, I was reading about that. I was reading, like, books on alchemy. I was reading about... Um, oh, I really loved all the Montauk books written by Peter Moon. Yeah. Uh, the Black Sun. That was a good one, too. But, uh, yeah, if you didn't know, so that show Stranger Things was popular, like, in the last couple years. The original title of it was Montauk. And it, the whole mythology is taken from the, quote, Montauk Project was a mind control, fucking crazy psycho supposed secret project that took place in and around Montauk, New York. And it was connected to the Philadelphia Experiment, which there are several films about that, too. And that was where the U.S. Navy wanted to make ships invisible to radar. And they used fucking technology and notes that they took, stole from Nikola Tesla when he died. And he's like, in his notes, was like, yeah, this would make something invisible. And then they turned it on, and it was like, it went invisible, but it went in another dimension, bitch, because Tesla ain't fucking around, fool. Um, and it actually went 40 years in the future. But anyway, if you want to read about that, read about the Montauk Project, Philadelphia Experiment, the Peter Moon books. I thought they were good. Whether you take it as um, fact or fiction, it's interesting anyway. 
So yeah, I, I was just reading a lot of stuff and I found, yeah, the Rudolf Steiner stuff helped me get on a good path and the magical theorems um, did as well. So, do, 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 my dude Josh out there, one of the Nightmare Puppeteer original gangsters, he says, what are lessons learned with having contacts with partners such as voice actors and musicians? Or do most things, or do you do most things with verbal contracts? So yeah, um, I really only work with when it comes to paying people is people I've either known for a little while, so I kind of got to see, and it did some kind of work with them, so I get to see if they're trustworthy and they can do the work and they're reliable, and or they're people who I found their stuff on my own and I'm like fans of their stuff and I like their stuff. And so I'm just like, hey, I'm going to pay you to do something like you already did. So, um, yeah, I don't ever write up formal contracts, I don't think. Like, have people sign stuff and, like, NDAs and all that shit. And, for example, but I do things really different because, like, with Doll, our last animated feature film, I commissioned a couple different musicians. And I didn't want the rights to the stuff. I didn't want to sell the music. I just was like, hey, can I put this in the film? And they said, sure. And since I wasn't selling the film anyway, I don't really need that stuff. So I would say if there are people like, you know, you kind of wade into things. So if you have some big thing you want to do, um, don't just jump in with people you never work with and like pay them all your money to like do that. But try some little short things first, like small gigs and see how long it takes them, see how they act. Because you never know until um, it comes down to paying people in time. And some people might just fucking flake out and make excuses. Like, oh, yeah, whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't do contracts. Uh, and so far, so good. There's only been a couple times with some artists. Never voice actors, but artists who just kind of... It wasn't that much money. Just kind of never did the things. Um, But, yeah. So, uh, let's see. Am I out of questions? Yes. Yes. Um, is there more in here? No. No. Maybe. Okay, let's look in the general. Let's see what people are talking about in the general of the Imagination Rabbit Discord. Um, yeah. Oh, someone was asking me. Rand7 was asking me. Uh, something to get into he was looking he was open to suggestions and i told him something that's really exciting right now that i think is cool because uh, of course i'm a game developer and i'm interested in the whole cryptocurrency space um this new thing crypto native games so if you go on youtube and search crypto native games or go in the discord to the interdasting stuff channel I posted a link to a talk that's on YouTube and it's really fucking cool because it shows you it's super early in crypto native games, but it shows you these things you can do with crypto native games and things that have never before been um, possible in video games. Like it goes super deep, but just for example, like, you know, the whole like crypto space is trustless and it's all open source, open APIs. So, like, if you look into DeFi, decentralized finance, they call that money Legos. And the cool thing is, is that, you know, there could be 10 different companies. But if they do their shit all open source, open APIs, 
you can make a new company and you can use the services of those other 10 without their permission. You just fucking link into them through code. So it's not like the old world where if you want to make, you know, work with some business, you have to have meetings, you have to set these things up, blah, blah, blah. You just fucking plug in. So think about that for video games. So it'd be like, you can have a video game where you make this character and he has this armor or something, right? And then you can play another game from a totally fucking um, different game developer, totally different style game, and use your same character, use your same armor. Or your character has some lore from that first game, and you're gonna play, you're gonna use that lore and build, build, build on that lore for the fucking next twenty games you play, because all the APIs and stuff are open. So crypto native games, that's interesting. That's something. Um, that I'm like looking into and kind of generate some ideas for that I want to do. And uh, I also told them to make a full movie with Nightmare Puppeteer because uh, Nightmare Puppeteer is our game that makes animations. It's only $1 on Steam and it's the hardest working $1 game on Steam. And uh, yeah, so like if you've ever wanted to make any animations or like stupid shit, you can do that easily with Nightmare Puppeteer if you're looking for something to do. So, yeah, that is the, um... Oh, I think there was some other questions I forgot from a long time ago that I never did. But I'll do that next episode. I know someone wanted me to do something about my experiences with the... With the hell. With the shithole that is Hollywood. That is the movie industry assholes. The fakest fucking douchebags you'll ever meet in your life. They're all over there. And most of them don't have any talent or any fucking skills. The only talent they have is kissing ass. The only skill they have is being born into the right family with the right connections and get to be a director or an actor and fucking play make-believe. And then they're all like, oh, it's so hard to fucking play make-believe. Oh, it's so hard to tell these people what to do while I stayed in a five-star hotel and traveled all around the world and someone else paid for it. Oh, it's so hard. Shut the fuck up, bitch. It's not hard. You're fucking babies. So if you want me to do something about um that like uh talk about that in a podcast i can or whatever you want let me know post uh podcast questions in the podcast question thread so i have some shit to talk about or else i'm just gonna motherfucking ramble along man like i did in the first episode let's look let's just go through here off topic what do we have in here oh we have a some kind of rap video about DeFi. oh no um, Nicholas Cage in The Rock. Nicholas Cage only edit. Um, yeah, okay. I'm I'm not seeing much in here to talk about, so I'm gonna be up out this bitch. Send me your questions in the Discord, and I'll do another podcast. All right, until next time. Bye.